You know, if you look back on your life, it's amazing how pivotal some teachers have been. I had a priest, Father John Foley, for physics and AP physics. And there's a national magazine, Physics Teachers Magazine. While I had him, he was on the front cover. And he was always coming up to MIT to pioneer a new physics course in the period after Sputnik when we realized that we were behind the Russians, the idea was actually teach some physics and not just all kinds of other stuff, inclined planes and pulleys. And so that new textbook he helped guide, pioneer, and revise. It would be hard to beat that for a teacher, but my senior year French, Father William Doherty, he's still going strong in Reston, Virginia, and St. John Newman. He was delightful. Superb teacher, not only about French, but life and culture and everything else. A genius, great wit. But above all, one virtue, a premier one, hospitality. He would hang around after classes, and people would visit, and there'd always be a group there every day of the week, hanging out with him. He was beloved. And he made a difference, as good teachers do, in all of our lives. In all of our lives. I later learned that there was a hiccup in just the ceremony of his ordination, and it seemed to me extraordinarily apt. And it was as follows. He studied with the Dominicans in Freiburg uh, for theology, and he was to be ordained in Freiburg. He was to be ordained in Freiburg by the, uh, by the bishop of Freiburg, who at the last minute realized he had double-booked himself. And so he said a cry to help to the Abbey of St. Bernard. Now, the St. Bernard Abbey is quite famous. Everyone, how many people have heard of St. Bernard dogs? Could you raise your hand? Yes, I, I knew that. I knew that barrel of restorative would get your attention under their chin. And so that's the abbot that came to Freeborg and ordained him. And it seemed to us ever after perfectly apt because he was the master of hospitality. And what is the famous magnificent motto of the Benedictine order? Let every guest be received as Christ. Let every guest be received as Christ. That's what Peter's mother-in-law did today. And indeed, she did that for Christ himself. After he had preemptively healed her, showed her hospitality in a profound sense. And then she cooked him dinner and made him welcome and we can think of so many people in our own lives, and we should, and remember the them at the table of the Lord who've done that for us. Think of the many times you've heard, oh, there's more blueberry pie. If you don't have some of my blueberry pie, you'll waste away. Well, with some of us, there's no danger of that, but we do wish we could find a bit of space for the blueberry pie, that's for sure. But she's an emblem of all those who have so kindly helped us. And I think it's important for us, as I say, to remember them today when we think of Peter's mother-in-law. All the more so because our first reading from Job 7, the seventh chapter of Job, reminds us that the world is a cold place. It's a cold place not just because of the weather and winter, uh, and not only just because of COVID, which has made it a very cold place, an isolating place indeed, but because of what Job says and signals about the drudgery almost to slavery, and indeed misery. And now we know whether we have friends or talk to lots of people or read the newspaper about the, uh, what happened with the, that pandemic unaddressed, with the difficulty of meeting mortgages and meeting, meeting uh, rents or meeting payrolls. 
and people and homes and companies in trouble. And then that diabolic idea of eviction, people out to swarm together in some place in the middle of a pandemic. It seems diabolic indeed. We can't let that happen. There must be some way to not let them fall back into that. The whole art of being a Christian, it seems to me, or at least a great chunk, is being concerned for others. It's what Christ does today's gospel and does at every turn. I was an only child and was hauled along to wakes, even preschool as a kid. And so you learn very quickly how to reach out to people who become bereaved at the loss of someone, at the loss of someone close. And uh, how important to visit people if they've lost someone, if you couldn't make wake or funeral. I remember talking about with my parent about uh, visiting someone who uh, lost a parent and uh, you always wonder what to say. And my parents would make the superb point that it's not really so much what you say if you speak at all, but to listen to them and to be with them, as Pope Francis says so beautifully, to accompany them through the trouble. Then my mother would always insist, do not go there empty-handed. Take Danish or cinnamon buns because they have the burden of hospitality. So you would be aware of hospitality again, if only in providing for them, none for yourself, but for the next people to come. But to accompany them and to be there. It's a good observation to say that Job's friends were a great help by their presence. They were perhaps less helpful once they opened their mouths. But Job reminds us how isolating sickness is. Job reminds us how isolating trouble is, disasters, misery, unemployment is. Sometimes we thought those who were our friends would be there, and yet instead they flee. Perhaps it's not fully their fault because they're human like us and they wonder what words could do. And words may not undo the trouble, but their presence would certainly divide the pain of it. And it's good in thinking of this to remind ourselves, to remind ourselves of that. I have a video out about uh, following God's path in your life. It contains in it the best advice I've ever heard. And do you know who it's from? A Benedictine abbess. A Benedictine abbess. So just for, for parody, I thought I'd mention that, but I'll leave it to that, not take up our time now. But I would say this. It has ever struck me that Christ's hallmark was this, that when there was trouble and people were hurt, rather than many running away, he ran right toward the trouble to be with them, to accompany them, the marginalized, the lepers, the people caught in sin, sinners like us. He was always there. He was always there with them. How important, like Pope Francis, as Pope Francis says, that we help accompany others and allow people to accompany us. And notice when people have trouble so that they're not alone, so that they're not alone so long as they, as they have us. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please consider supporting us by visiting stpaulparish.org. That's stpaulparish.org. God bless and see you next time.